Welcome to another episode of After Dark with Robert Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. Tonight I am flying solo, and I've got a lot to talk about. So I hope you are ready. Sit back, get your favorite adult beverage, get your snack, and let's let it rip. I have a laundry list of things here that I want to talk about. I was making like a list as the day progressed, you know, doing a little uh, pre-show work of things I was going to talk about since I was flying solo. And one of the things that I definitely want to cover tonight is this whole idea that Michelle Obama is going to possibly step in for old, decrepit Joe Biden. That he's going to, at some point, announce that he can't continue on because of health reasons, and that he's going to anoint her to fill in his shoes. I don't think that's going to happen. (laughs) I I can't see it happen. I I know that there are some people on the right that feel strongly about this. I mean, I could see if they were to say that he's going to say Kamala Harris or even Gavin Newsom, but Michelle Obama? Michelle's not interested in being in politics. I mean, she's enjoying the life she has right now, flying across the country and uh, across the globe with Jay-Z and Beyonce and Oprah and Gail and all of her other little girlfriends. I can't see her giving that up to run for the presidency. She's not even a political person. Maybe Barack Obama, and maybe maybe she'll be the straw man and he'll be calling the shots behind the scenes like he is with Joe Biden, because we all know that Joe Biden is a compromised cognitive. So I, I can't see that. So I, I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about, since we're on Joe Biden, I want to talk about this. I was reading in Axios News Online that the White House has developed this operation title, Operation Don't Let Him Trip, referring to Joe Biden. Because we all we can see with our with our eyes that Joe is not the Joe that he was yesterday, two weeks ago, a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, six months ago, a year ago, or even two years ago. He's not the same Joe who is who even ran for the presidency, physically or mentally. I mean, you look at the pictures of him when he was running, and it's a completely different Joe. Joe has aged. Now, of course, when you in the the nation's highest office, I don't want to say president, like to say resident, there's a degree of stress that comes with it. So it will it will age you. But this guy has like aged tremendously. And I think it's the result of him having one, Alzheimer's or dementia. He's just not cognitively fit to serve. And I hear the news media, the fake news and Kareem Jean-Pierre saying that they have to keep up with him. He's always on the go, and he exhausts them. And I heard Eric Swalwell saying that Joe is sharp as a tack, and he's on top of it. Nancy Pelosi was singing his praises, and she's saying that she's older than Joe, and Joe is just right on top of it. But when you see Joe, you know that's just not true. I mean, Joe call his team calls a cap, meaning they that he's not going to say anything else to the media, to the press, not that he talks to the press, 
at 11 in the morning, at least by noon. We've seen Joe go overseas and how he's completely dazed and tired. Even when he went there, some of the dinners that they would go to, Joe didn't attend because he was exhausted mentally and physically. He just gave, I think, this weekend a speech at the uh, National Bat- the Black Con- uh, Caucus, and he couldn't remember LL Cool J, a person who I remember, I think, campaigned with him. And not only could he remember him, but he referred to him as being a boy. LL Cool J, a boy. And that's a derogatory term when you refer to black men as boys. Media is not going to call him out about it. They're pretending as though it didn't exist. No big deal. The same way they said it was no big deal when he said that you're not black if you don't vote for him. You know, they're trying to make him cool. The same way they said that uh, when Joe came out and said they're going to put y'all back in chains referring to black people. All scare tactics for black people. They know that blacks are emotional. So if you say say anything related to race, you're going to scare them up. But when then Joe shows them who he is by calling someone like LL Cool a boy, no one says anything about it. It's always a slip of the tongue. And I even heard someone say, well, Trump, he slips of the tongue also. He says things that he shouldn't say. He even said that you have to show ID to get to buy bread. And that's just not true. Well, come on, folks. You know what we're talking about. I mean, when you're out there speaking as much as Trump is doing, and even myself, you're going to have a little gap here or there. Okay, but the gaps that Joe is having and the falls, he was getting off Air Force One today, I mean, yesterday, when he was going to seemingly protest with the union, the big auto deal, the folks there on strike. They claimed that he was going to walk around with them. The first time a U.S. president has ever done this. No, Joe didn't walk around. Joe just stood there on the loudspeaker mumbling words, the same way he mumbled words when he was at the U.N. And, of course, he had to, during the U.N. speech, he had to bring up racism and climate change. But he said nothing about the illegals that are coming to the states, that are taxing our economy. I mean, under Joe Biden, look at how many illegal aliens have come here. Is Michelle Obama going to take over that if she becomes his, his heir? So I want to talk about that. Let me see. What else do I have? What else did I write down here? I talk about Joe's boy snafu. And all this has been done in plain sight. And this is this is true racism, if you want to say racism. But the media is telling us that it's not. Oh, I also want to talk about Hunter Biden suing Giuliani. He's suing Giuliani because he claims that Giuliani hacked his computer, his laptop, the laptop from Hill that Miranda Devine wrote about, the laptop that Hunter said it wasn't his. The laptop that 51 intelligent agencies, agents said was possibly Russia disinformation. John Brennan, James Clapper, Leon Panetta, Michael Hayden, and so many other of these top U.S. officials signed off on it saying that that laptop was possibly Russia disinformation. And guess who got them to sign it? The Secretary of State, Tony Blinken. Can you believe this? Now, this happened when Joe was running for the presidency before they stole it. They got 51 top intelligent officers to sign a memo saying that this was Russia disinformation. And now Hunter Biden is getting ready to sue former Mayor Giuliani to say that he hacked the laptop that he's saying that these 51 intelligent agencies were saying was Russia disinformation. I mean, 
can you guys make this make, make it make sense? Can you make it make sense? You can't because it doesn't make any sense. But see, the media is lying to us. They're lying. This should be called out. How is it that 51 intelligent agents are going to sign a memo saying that this laptop was a laptop was Russia disinformation, and now you have the owner of the laptop, Hunter Biden, saying that he's going to sue Rudy Giuliani because he's saying that he hacked his laptop, a laptop that's supposed to be Russia disinformation. Why isn't anyone reporting on this and saying, wait, this makes no sense? Why isn't the right-wing media not talking about it? Why aren't Republicans saying, wait a minute, someone lied here? If the tables were turned, they would have a field day talking about this, calling out the discrepancies. But you see, the people on the right, we want to be nice and we want to be polite and we don't want to say anything. No, you got to get out there and you got to report on it. And that's the reason why I'm going to talk about it. Because this is what, another big lie being perpetrated by the media. Fake news CNN, Washington Post, New York Times. PMS NBC or DNBC because you're nothing but a right wing arm of the a left wing arm of the uh, the Democrat Party. But we conservatives should be calling this out. If you guys are listening to this tonight, please share, please share this with your uh, friends, family members, so that this news can get out there because we do a poor job in getting our information out there. We sit back and we allow the media on the left to define us, to control the narrative, when we ourselves should be able to control the narratives ourselves. So I want to talk about that. Hunter Biden suing Rudy Giuliani. He's also suing, I think, the Department of Justice because he's saying that they also had the laptop and they shared it. He's suing his dad's Department of Justice. I guess Abby Lowell, the top Democrat lawyer, is going to represent him with these lawsuits. And, you know, he's also Abby Loyal, big Democrat attorney, smart guy, so I hear, is going to also represent Bob Melendez. You know, Bob Melendez, who was recently indicted on these charges, bribery, he had money stuffed in pockets, he had these gold plates, blocks. You know, like they said the other night, uh, I, don't, I don't know about this. I mean, it seems kind of far-fetched, but, you know, this is how the Democrats roll. So definitely want to talk about uh, Hunter Biden, Sue and Giuliani. I also have here, again, I mentioned that Biden, you guys saw him the other day. He almost fell off Air Force One when he was going to protest with the uh, Union strikers. And did you guys notice that he did not descend the stairs from the top of Air Force One? He descended the lower stairs, the, the lower level whereby the I said the servers go in. Where the reporters and all the other people go in, enter the plane. Why is that? I'll tell you why it is because Joe can't climb stairs. And it goes back to what I mentioned that Axios was reporting that they're trying to do operations don't let him fall. Joe's gait is off. The way he walks is off. He slides. He doesn't lift his feet up. He slides. Joe also has had a couple of stumbles. That the media has claimed, oh no, the wind knocked him down. That's Kareem Jean-Pierre. Oh, the wind was so strong it knocked him down. Okay, let's say that that did happen. If the wind knocked down Joe, and I think he's six feet or 5'11", if it knocked him down, then Joe is thin. 
thinner than ice, and there's a problem there that he can't stand up on his own two feet, that wind can knock him over. No, there's something else going on here. Joe is feeble, and his gait is off. And Axios was also reporting that he's in physical therapy. He has physical therapy every day to loosen up his limbs because they're stiffening up on him. I wonder if they can have a some type of therapy to massage his brain because he's definitely cognitively challenged. This has nothing to do with him being tired, as I mentioned before. I know that he's been taking a lot of trips, but Air Force One is outfitted with beds he can rest. He simply isn't fit to lead this country. And maybe that's what they're looking at. They're going to try to bring Michelle in to have her to take it to finish it off. He's not fit. And when I hear people on the media saying that, oh, we've got to get him back in because if we get Trump, that's going to be the end of democracy and that Trump is going to destroy us all. No, Biden is on a a path to destroy the country. And you have these liberals, these overly educated liberals like John Meacham that are on Joe Scarborough saying that Trump is he's bad and he's going to destroy free speech. And he's no Trump had the opportunity to assert himself with power during COVID. He could have locked everything down and taken away a lot of our civil rights the way the Biden administration did when Biden stole the election. Think about it. Trump left the powers to shut down the states in the hands of the individual governors. He didn't do it himself. He said the governors could do it. So why is it that they're going to say that Trump is going to destroy democracy. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's the left. It's the Democrats that are doing it. The Democrats are trying to end democracy with their repressive policies. But they want to say, no, it's Trump. Trump is going to do it. So when I hear the likes of John Meacham coming on a radio show saying that, I'm like, he's lying. And they know that he's lying. But they want to scare the American people. They want to scare their listeners because they know that their listeners aren't going to think, aren't going to look at this and say, wait a minute, this is wrong. They're just going to say, oh, Trump is a bad man. So what he's saying is right. So we have to be careful of the people that we listen to. We have to be careful of the people that we put out front. Because a lot of these people are dangerous. Michael Bekelos, who's supposed to be some historian, very dangerous person. Everyone on fake news CNN, they're dangerous because they do nothing but propagate lies. And they change the narrative to fit them, to fit the Democrat Party. So don't be at all surprised if Michelle, if they were to run Michelle, they would give her like a cakewalk in the park. They're not going to challenge her with anything. So maybe that's the reason why people think that they're going to run her. Can you imagine them letting her putting letting her run and them not asking her any hard questions? I mean, what 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 has she done to deserve to be the president? Another diversity and equity hire? Think about it. But they're saying, yeah, whoa, maybe we should let we should run Michelle. Let's see, what else did I write down here? Adams. Oh, Eric Adams. Eric Adams wants to end the right to shelter in New York City, meaning that when you come here, if you're homeless the illegals that are coming here, that we aren't required to give you shelter. Well, I'm sorry, buddy, that you you claim to be a sanctuary state or city. So 
all those illegals that you were saying when you were running for mayor, oh, come here, we'll take care of you. They're here. And now you're saying there's no room in the end, you and Kathy Hochul. Oh, Kathy went out the other day and saying, oh, we're telling them you can't come here. You can't come here. We have no room for you. We have no space. Well, what changed? What changed? What now changed that you all, all of a sudden realize that you don't have space? You never had the space. I mean, you've gone in and you've destroyed a lot of our high-end hotels. You've destroyed a lot of our cities trying to squeeze these illegals in. They don't belong here. They don't deserve this. So now you want to say, don't come. We don't have a place to put you. So what are you going to do? Put them on the streets? And I guarantee you that's what they're looking at, letting them live on the streets. Because even Mayor Eric Adams had said at one point, we'll create camps and let them live in Central Park. We'll let them live on the, uh, these little uh, small little sh uh, camps that we'll put up, like camp when you go camping, those little tents alongside the streets of Fifth Avenue. That's what they're doing in California. They want to destroy the infrastructure of the city and make it a shithole place, which is where the, they came from. They don't care. They being the elected officials, they don't care. They will destroy the infrastructure of our city. And look who's at the top. Black mayors. And what does that signify? That they can't do anything. That they don't know how to run anything. After all these years of saying, oh, let us give us a chance. Let us be at the top. We can straighten things up. And now that you're at the top, look at what you're doing. And why is this? Oh, it's because the white liberal, they're telling them, oh, you can do it. Go ahead. Go with it. What else? Uh, I, uh, Pelosi, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Cory Booker, they now want uh, Melendez, Bob Melendez, to step down to resign. As I mentioned, he's been indicted, so they want him to resign. Uh, I have here also, oh, want to talk about Jack Smith? And his gag order. He doesn't want Trump to talk about the indictment. Meanwhile, Jack Smith has said so much about it. He's talked about it. He's put so much in the news, what Trump did, what Trump didn't do. But he doesn't want Trump to talk about it because he's afraid that Trump might prejudice any possible jurors. Well, Jack, look at what you're doing, Mr. Special Prosecutor, by leaking information to the Washington Post. Don't you guys see anything wrong with this? Oh, and, and by the way, you heard the latest. A Democrat judge here in New York City said that he found Trump guilty of committing fraud when he was when he overestimated the values of his property. Okay, I know about real estate. I used to work in real estate. And people always give an estimated value of what they think their property is worth. And it's up to the lender who's going to lend you money to go in to see if that value is true. So how did Trump commit fraud? Again, we have a judge who's an activist judge who's hoping that the average person doesn't see through this, who's also hoping that other legal leads will keep quiet and won't say, no, this is wrong. This judge can't do that. So they want to keep those legal leads quiet because if they don't, if they're not quiet, they'll send a mob after them. We're going to talk about that. Up against the commercial break, I'm looking at the time here. Uh, there's just so much I have here on my list to talk about. But... We're going to go to commercial break, and I will come back after the commercial break and continue my list of discussions. Tune in to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. I'll see you on the other side of the break. Thank you. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. 
Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the Wellness Company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. In 2008, people could spend an average of 12 seconds on a task without becoming distracted. Five years later, it was only eight seconds. The digital age is narrowing our attention span. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top, shoot it down. Thousands of five-star reviews proves it works. Supercharge your brain and see the difference. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. So I am back. And we're still talking about Michelle Obama. And some people think that she's going to step in and fill Biden's shoes and run for the president in 2024. And I submit to you, that's not going to happen. I just read one article that Ted Cruz thinks this is going to happen. The former governor of Alaska, Sarah Palin, she thinks that it's going to happen. And I don't know why these people think that Michelle is going to give up her lifestyle to enter into the political arena. Now, as I mentioned during the first block, maybe she's thinking that Barack Obama is going to be the pseudo president as he is currently with Joe. She'll be the figurehead or the face of the presidency and he'll be calling the shots. And we know that he did a horrible job during his eight years of the, of the president, and is doing a horrible job with Biden. Look at the inflation, look at interest rates, look at the border, which is completely out of control. They're trying to bring in a new category of voters. Look at our supply chain problem. L- look at the country as a whole morally. We have fallen down. And I remember one of the shows that we had done, Andrew and I, and I had said that America has lost the culture battle. We've lost it. We have completely lost that battle to the 
Democrats, the progressives. The war is yet to be fought, but the battle is over. So we now need to prepare our troops for a war. And it's coming. It's at our doorsteps. And I do believe that this election will be the determining factor as to who's going to win. It is not going to be an easy war. But it has to be fought. And Republicans had better wake the heck up and get ready to fight. Because I'm telling you, this is the Democrats, they they fight dirty. And we have a lot of Republicans who are refusing to fight. We have a lot of Republicans that are thinking, I'm going to be nice, I'm going to be proper and prim, and that's going to get me ground, and people are going to respect that. No, they're not going to respect it. They're going to walk right over you and knock you down. That is a reason why maybe they think that Michelle Obama is going to run for the presidency. She'll run for the presidency. No one will attack her. They'll give her softball questions because she's a diversity and equity candidate. So would you attack a black woman? You see, and all they would have to do, Democrats, and with the media, of course, roll her out there and say, if you guys say anything about her, anything negative, it's because you don't like her because she's a black woman. And the Republicans will go to their little shell and say absolutely nothing. And see, that's one of the reasons why I had my reservations about Ron DeSantis, because I saw how he, when he was debating Andrew Gillum, who happens to be a black man, this is when uh, when uh, DeSantis first ran for governor, and Trump had to come in and help him out, and that's what got him over the cross, the, fin- the finish line. But when it came time for the debate, Ron DeSantis seemed extremely timid when it came to debating or attacking Andrew Gillum. And I guess this, this is when we were at the height of this whole black-white deal. And if you say something again about something against a black person, you're considered a racist and you better be careful. So he didn't come out to me as strong as he should have. And I, mean, I don't know what it's like to be a white person, uh, being afraid to come against and say something negative. Uh, about a black person, albeit it's true, but you you don't want to say it because you're afraid that someone's going to call you a racist. But I've been called names before, really bad names. And if I'm in it to win it, I am going to go at you and with no holes barred. I'm not going to hold back. I will go at you full throttle. And I didn't see Andrew Gill, I didn't see Ron DeSantis doing that against Andrew Gillum. It was almost as if though he was afraid to attack him because he was a black man. And had it not been for Trump, he would have lost that race. But Trump came in and said, no, I'm going to help this guy out. And, and look, at, look at what DeSantis is doing as a result. Wanted to run against Trump. But it's not helping. It's not working. But I say that to, to, in reference to Michelle Obama and her planning on running and I guess them thinking that no one is going to attack her. And if she does run, people would be a fool to not go after her because she doesn't have a record. What qualifications does she have? I would ask her, what qualifications do you have other than being a black woman, a diversity and equity person? Someone that the left could say, oh, we have our diversity and equity. 
And you would think that they would look at Kamala Harris and use her because normally when the president doesn't run, you have the vice president, but everyone knows that she's a complete empty suit. And I think I mentioned on this show or the, the other shows that she's dated. I mean, she was able to get to the top, Kamala, because she slept her way to the top. Let's just be honest. We can say it about a man. We can't say it about a woman, but they're all supposed to be equal. No, I'm going to say it. She had an affair with uh, the former mayor of San Francisco, Willie Brown. So he helped her. He introduced her to the right people. Uh, and he was still married at the time. I think he and his wife were separated. But he introduced her to the right people. And she was able to climb her way to the top on her back or on her knees, whichever way you want to put it. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, people are doing this every day now. Look at the couple that's getting ready to run, or the wife is getting ready to run for uh, a office in the Democrat Party, and she and her husband used to make sex tapes, and everybody would see that, and they don't see anything's wrong with it. It's like, oh, whoop de doo so what? So yeah, we can talk about what Kamala, how Kamala made her way to the top. But you would think that they, they being the Democrats, would push her out there and, instead of Michelle, but they don't think that she is a good candidate, and she's not. She ran for the presidency, and before the very first vote was cast, I think it was the Iowa caucus, she dropped out. She dropped out, citing that, oh, they're not ready for a woman to be president. I'm like, oh, here we go again with this diversity and equity racism card. No, they're ready for a woman, but they're just not ready for you. So do you actually think that the Democrats are going to hopscotch over her and implant Michelle? I don't think, as I said before, there's any love lost between Michelle and uh, Kamala. You never see them together. And you would think, as I said, they would be out with like, this is a the sisterhood of the pants and we're going to be together. We're going to stick together. But you don't see it. You don't see that with Michelle, Oprah, or Kamala, or Gail. You would think all these women would come together. And even Katanji Brown Jackson, who can't define what a woman is. You have a lot of black women in influential positions. And it's by design. I don't know if, and I know a lot of people aren't going to like this next statement that I make. I don't know if some of them are qualified other than the color of their skin. And I think that what we're hearing now from the Democrats is that, well, why not? You've had white women in those positions, and they weren't qualified. And I agree with you. Some of them might not have been qualified. Some of them were. Some of them weren't. But what we have going on now by just giving, putting women in positions uh, just as a head count, just to say that we have them there, not knowing if they're qualified, I think that's wrong. That's not how you develop equity. And I remember King once said, content of character, I think that weighs more than diversity and equity. You can't achieve it by just putting people in positions, thinking that we can do it because this is going to make us look good. This is going to make us, uh, this is going to cure all the sins of the past. This is not going to work. So when I hear people pushing Michelle, knowing that she doesn't have a record, she's done nothing other than to be Barack Obama's wife, his baby mama. Uh, maybe she was the, uh, I don't know, maybe she was the mask or the curtain behind his true self, you know, his fantasizing over men. I, not, not, hey, to each his own. I'm just throwing this out there. And, and it's, worth to, it's, it's worth thinking about, you know. But again, what has Michelle done to be considered to be, that she could be the president of the United States, President Michelle Obama? Nothing. 
but cause more division. Remember, she said once on the campaign trail, this is the first time I'm proud of my country, simply because I think Barack Obama had won one of the primaries. Barack Obama, who really had done nothing but been a community organizer. Then he became a freshman senator after a senator stepped down or he was forced out because of some nefarious activity. And you, you have that a lot on the Democrat side. If they have a candidate who's running that they don't like, they always manage to dig up dirt on that person to stop them. Look at Bob Melendez, the senior senator from New Jersey, who's Cuban, being indicted for the second time for bribery, I think, lying to investigators. Uh, I think they want to see wire fraud, he and his wife. If you think back, he was indicted back in 2015 under Barack Obama. And then it happened because Barack Obama, they said that um, Bob was uh, going against a lot of Barack Obama's policies. So they had to find a way to stop him. So they dug up some dirt on him. I'm not saying he was right or wrong. I think that when you're dealing with the Democrats, they're always on the end of doing something nefarious. Look at Hunter Biden. Look at the current person sitting in the White House. Oh, and speaking of that, the current person sitting in the White House, did you guys hear just this just released that uh, James Comer released wire transfer records showing that the Bidens received almost, I want to say, a quarter not a quarter of a million, but a, yeah, a quarter of a million dollars from a Chinese national. The money was wired from China to an address here in the United States, which happens to be Biden's Delaware home. Now, some will say, well, Hunter lives there. Yeah, Hunter does live there, but Joe Biden lives there also, as well as Joe Biden's wife. More evidence that this family is corrupt. But the spin from the media will be, oh, there's nothing to see here. You still have to prove it. Whereas with Donald Trump, it's like every little thing, oh, we proved it. Oh, here it is. Although there was nothing to prove. The same way, as I mentioned, you have this judge who just came out and said that Trump was guilty of committing fraud with the values of his property. And as I said to you before, and I've said on many other shows, with your property, you're allowed to estimate or say it's worth this amount. And then if you're going to a lender, the lender's responsible for having an appraiser to come out and then assess the value. And it's all based upon comparables, based upon uh, properties that are next to your property. But this is how the Democrats roll. So just going back to what I was saying about crime and all this stuff and how Democrats will stop someone in their party if they don't want them to run, making reference to Bob Melendez, the senior senator from uh New Jersey, who's been indicted for a second time, first indicted under Barack Obama. There was a mistrial. The government decided not to pursue it. Now he's being indicted again. And they're saying, as I said before, that he had money in his clothes at home. He had gold bars. It, it, it's, it reads like some type of like crazy novel. Not saying that it's true, not saying that it's not true. But it does beg the question, why are they going after this man? Now, some would say, well, they're going after him so they can prove that Democrats aren't above the law, just like Republicans are, the same way they're going after Donald Trump. Yeah, but we know this entire thing with Donald Trump is just a political persecution. Joe Biden, the Democrats are trying to stop his opponent, which is things that we see, things like this happen in Russia or in China. But now they've brought it to the United States. Like I said, they are dragging down our great country with their lawlessness trying to destroy the infrastructure of America. 
So is Michelle going to continue that? Because Barack definitely started it. The man would never put his hand on his heart when they were singing the national anthem. The man would never want to sing the national anthem. He'd behave as if though it had done something to him. Barack Obama, who lived a privileged life by all accounts with his white grandparents, his white mom, because his African dad wasn't in the picture. I think his mom married someone else. His mom actually married a businessman that was a business partner or had dealings with the first George Bush. <laughs> it's a small world. Go look it up. And these are things that the media will not tell you. But I don't want to deviate too far. So talking about Michelle. And is Michelle going to continue the destruction of the country that Barack Obama started? Barack Obama, who lived with his great white grandparents, who never in his day had a hard time in his life, like most black people. So he cannot identify with the sufferings of black people because he never experienced it. But of course, when he came to Chicago, he met Michelle. Michelle can't remember her maiden name. He met her, met the Reverend uh, Jesse Wright, and they schooled him on how to be black. And then he married Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama, who wrote Becoming Michelle. Michelle Obama, who in the book, if you really read it, you can see that she has a lot of insecurities, especially when it came to Barack Obama. And she felt that Barack Obama was one of those guys who looked great and that everyone loved him. But she managed to marry him. Go figure. And they had two kids. And they lived in the White House for eight years. And now they're out. And the other saying that she could possibly be the president. I don't see it. I just don't see it because there's nothing there. There is nothing there for her. She brings nothing to the table. But, and I know that that doesn't stop the Democrats because they will work with the media to make her out to be this powerful force, a force that she isn't. If they do decide to do it, as I was walking through it during the first block of the show, what becomes of Kamala? Are they going to hopscotch over her? Are they going to say that she's no good? Or will she be Michelle's vice president, which I doubt seriously, because as I said, they don't get along. There's no sisterhood there. I mean, this is it's, it's worth thinking about and you know looking at. I don't think it will happen. But this just shows you the contradiction of the Democrats. It shows you how ruthless they can be. It shows you how, by any means necessary, they want to win. And if they think they can win with Michelle, they'll put Michelle there, although I don't think Michelle will be running. I'm just, just talking about this because I see it in the media. I see so many people saying that Michelle's going to run. Michelle's going to be I'm like, no, maybe Gavin Newsom. I don't even, I mean, and look at Kamala Harris. If I were her, I would be angry that everyone is like bypassing her. Just like, oh, well, we don't want her. We want someone else. We want Michelle. Well, Kamala, she's a black woman, a woman of color. She could be another diversity equity candidate. Why does it have to be Michelle? Well, it has to be Michelle because they know that a lot of white liberals like Michelle, like Barack Obama, not Michelle, but like Barack Obama. And they'll probably say, oh, well, if she's there, he will actually be the president. She's just a figurehead. Wow, this is really interesting stuff. Up against another commercial break. Uh, we're going to take that, and then we're going to finish up last half talking about Michelle being the president and Joe Biden and his dementia. She tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the American Outlaw platform. Go away, come back, and we will finish up the last segment. We 
We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. Okay, folks, this is the last half of the show, and we're talking about Michelle Obama being the next president, or not being the next president, but stepping in for Joe Biden, who we all know is having uh, mental issues, cognitively challenged. Uh, He's just not fit to serve. Should have never been placed in that position, but we know that the Democrats, along with big tech and the liberal media, stole the election. And I find it interesting when people get mad when Trump says it, and they say that we're Independents definitely don't like to hear it, and that's because the media can who control the narrative aren't being forthcoming when they tell people what actually happened during the 2020 election. Because there was a lot of nefarious activities that took place, be it right or wrong, it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have happened. And when you had these judges or courts that were saying, we're not going to listen to this, and they say, and you have people say, oh, well, the courts ruled, and they said that nothing happened. But that wasn't the place for the courts. The courts can't decide election law. It has to be the state legislatures. And I keep saying that. So when you had courts, judges saying that we're going to keep the polls open, or we're going to allow certain ballots to be counted – They can't do that. They shouldn't have done that. Now, I know some of you would say, yeah, but Trump went to those judges and they had these questions. They were asking these questions also, but they knew that the judges couldn't do it. And that's the reason why they presented it to the judges. What should have happened is that the judges should have said, we don't have a say so in this. This is up to the state legislatures. They have to make this decision. But it didn't happen. And then you had other judges or courts to say, like when Texas Attorney General filed, I think, a case in Pennsylvania the judge threw it out and said that you have no standing here. But for the most part, he was saying that you're not impacted by how the people in Pennsylvania voted. It should have been the Republican Party bringing those issues up, but they didn't do it because they were afraid of their own shadows. 
So all of this connects together. And if that's going to happen, it takes us back to Georgia, where Fannie Willis has all these indictments against Trump, his lawyers, and everyone else who was questioning the election. This should be allowed. You can't question an election the same way Hillary Clinton questioned the election when she lost. She questioned it when she lost against Barack Obama during the primaries. She questioned it when she got stumped by Donald Trump. And then she went along and went out and said that, oh, he knows that he's an illegitimate president. So why is it that the Democrats get to say it, but Republicans can't say it? And when you try to have this conversation with people, they go bananas. Oh, no, 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 no. That's wrong. That's wrong. They don't say, well, do you think January 6th should have happened? I'm like, well, do you think the summer of 2020 should have happened? And even, let's say, not to bring up the summer of 2020, whereby we had all the riots and protests over George Floyd was killed. George, What happened to George Floyd shouldn't have happened. Let's get that out of the way, okay? But equally, what followed after George Floyd shouldn't have happened also with the lawlessness. George Floyd was a two-bit criminal who held a gun to the stomach of a pregnant woman. But the only thing that the left will show you is George Floyd was on the ground and he was crying for his mama and he, he, he peed on himself and all this was horrible. Yes, it was a horrible sight, but it happens all the time. Well, what happens all the time? Police going around doing killing people? No. When people are uh, confronted by the police, they get scared and they lose their bodily functions. Okay. What Derek Chauvin did to him was wrong, should not have happened. But what followed it shouldn't have happened either. So is Michelle going to go in and stroke the fires to that? Because Barack Obama certainly did. See, I'm connecting all this together. And we are where we are now because of this whole thing that with George Floyd, the left saw this as an opportunity to act out. Plus, we had COVID. We were shut down. But as I mentioned, we were shut down. That was an opportunity that Trump could have seize control and say, hey, I'm going to take away a lot of civil liberties and a lot of other things because I, hey, this is complete control for me. The way that you have the left saying that he's going to do it if he were to get back into office, he's going to destroy democracy. And it's a lie. It's all scare tactics designed to scare white liberals and independents and definitely designed to scare black people when they throw in racism that he's going to come after because he doesn't like black people. And that couldn't be any farther from the truth. If anyone who doesn't like black people might be Barack Obama. Yeah, Barack Obama, who did not, as I mentioned before, pardon Jesse Jackson Jr., who went to prison for 13 months, he and his wife. And he never thought to pardon him, that Barack Obama. And now they want Michelle Obama in the White House. People got to wake up because this is completely messed up. I mean, we're, we're deciding things based upon race, on emotions, and not based upon capabilities and ability. Now, I know for the longest we have had incompetent white men and some white women serving in different positions. And now the viewpoint is, well, if they can do it, why can't we let a black person do it? Even if they're not that good, we should let them do it. No, but we're the, this is a different stage. This is a different time. We recognize the mistakes that we've made in the past. We have to move on from that. And if we continue putting people in positions simply because of the color of their skin or their gender, we haven't progressed. And hardly ever did we hear about Martin Luther King's dream of content of character. No one wants to talk about the content of character now. Everyone wants to talk about diversity and equity and give this to me because of my, my skin color. Biden's entire administration is consists of diversity and equity candidates. Look at Jean Karine Pierre, who loves telling people, oh, just in case you didn't know, I'm a black woman and I'm queer or I'm a lesbian. She's the most incompetent person I've ever seen. And conservatives must write history alongside liberals so that we could give both sides. Because if I were writing the story, I would definitely say she's the most incompetent press secretary we have ever had. And they haven't always had press secretaries, guys. I think this was just newly formed, I think, after, uh, I want to say, uh, Ronald Reagan. 
But she's incompetent, completely incompetent. And the only reason why she's there is because of diversity and equity. So is that the reason why we're going to put Michelle in the White House, because of diversity and equity? I certainly hope not. And the other thing we've got to think about is that we're looking at the world stage. A lot of these people are only looking at the United States, and we're just looking here. But we've got to go outside of that, okay, because we've got to deal with other world leaders. And we know how Democrats love dealing with the global community because they want everything to be global. Actually, they want everything to be made by China, but <laughs> that's a different story. But so, and I say that to say, if we're going to keep putting in people in positions because of diversity and equity, because of their skin color, their gender, we're messing up because the rest of the world is looking at us and they're laughing. Look at our military. It's completely screwed up. Thank God for uh, Tuberville. I think it's Senator Tuberville who's holding up promotions until the military cleans its act up. A lot of people don't like it, but I think what he's doing is good. Don't promote them. Don't do it. Uh, even our military, we're down as far as our recruiting numbers. No one wants to go in. Uh, why would they? When you're going to go into this like pink outfitted Barbie land as opposed to soldiers. We go to war to fight. We go to war to kill. Okay, let's just be honest. We've had on our show a number of times Colonel Julie Hall, and she spelled that out. We go to war to kill. That's what war is for. That's what the army is for. You're not going there to drink tea at high noon. You're not going there to have drag out, as Mark Milley would like us to believe, Lloyd Austin. We're not going there for that nonsense. You want that? You keep that at the bar. You keep that at the clubs. We go to war to fight and to kill. It's a harsh reality. And if you don't like it, then you're in the wrong place. You shouldn't be in the military. So is Michelle Obama going to come in and do more diversity and equity in our military? I certainly hope not. I certainly hope not. Uh, let me see here. I'm just looking at my notes here because I think I spent a whole lot of time on this Michelle deal, and it's not going to happen. She's not going to be the candidate. If she is, I'd be shocked, but she's not going to happen. Well, I want to mention this. Uh, Joe Biden. I talked about Joe Biden being decrepit and how I mentioned the operation Don't Let Him Fall, how the left they're trying to – protect him so that he's not stumbling and fumbling and looking like a complete idiot, the idiot that he is. And it's all because he has dementia. He's aging. This is elder abuse. The Department of Justice, you would think, would go in and say, we got to stop this madness. This man is not fit. We need to put him out to pasture, let him stay at home and drink milkies and cookies, but they won't do it. Instead, they want us to see him barely walking scared that he's going to fall, coming up, getting people's name confused. And the other day, this last weekend, as I, I don't know if I mentioned this or not, but he referred to LL J as a boy. Like, oh, that boy, he's got arms on him, his biceps. He also referred to the governor, I think, of Maryland, Wes Moore, as a boy. I mean, <laughs> derogatory terms when used when you're referring to a black man. Had this been a Republican the liberal media and the right-wing media would be all over there saying he called this person a boy. But because it was Joe Biden, Joe Biden, who's suffering mentally, cognitively, they won't even mention it. So there are a lot of black people that are completely aware that he's going around calling black men boys. Because I'm sure if they knew about it, you would think they would be out in the streets protesting and they would see that Joe is not the savior of black people that they want you to think he is. He's anything but that. It's all a game. It's a ruse. But the media doesn't want to talk about that. They want to talk about Donald Trump. 
and him being a racist. Whereas you have a racist sitting right in front of you, talking the talk. And uh, I want to say walking the walk, but he's not walking. Joe's more like scooting around because he's afraid he might fall. And that's the reason why they want to put him on tennis shoes so that he doesn't fall. It's, it's embarrassing when you think about it, that this man is so completely out of it, how much he's aged, and the media will not admit it. Now, they'll say that these comments that he made calling Governor Moore a, a boy and LL Cool a prolific rapper, very popular rapper, a boy, they'll say, oh, it was a slip of the tongue. Oh, he didn't mean it. Oh, you know, Joe. Joe just says things like that. But I thought you guys were mad when Trump would say things like that. But it's okay when Joe says it. You see how they're constantly changing the rules, changing what they're saying? They don't want you to see it that way. They're forever changing. Well, let's change it up. Let's change it up. Joe can say it, but Trump can't say it. But these latest comments calling, uh, you know, Ella Kuja a boy, uh, shame on you. Shame on you. Because that should not be happening. He meant what he said, and he said what he meant. And if we had an honest media, they would call it out. And like I said, on both the left and the right, but here on After Dark with Robert Andrew, we're going to call it out because I call it out all the time because I see the double standard. And I see what the left is doing. They're playing on the emotions of black people by saying that Trump is a racist and look at what Trump did and look at what he said about South Carolina saying there were good people on this side and he's going to take away your freedom. He's going to destroy democracy and he's not going to do any of that. If anyone who's going to do it is going to be Joe Biden. As I mentioned during the shutdown, Trump could have clearly exercised, exercised more power by taking away freedoms, but he didn't. Joe Biden, on the other hand, did because he said, if you don't take the vaccine, you can't work. If you don't take the vaccine, you can't go into certain places. We're going to keep the restaurants shut down. That was Joe Biden, not the governors. Trump left it to the hands of the governor, but Joe Biden didn't. So if we get a Michelle Obama, is she going to do the same thing? Is she going to be as ruthless as Joe Biden? Is she going to be as controlling as Joe Biden? Is she going to tell us some of the things that we can and can't do? These are all things we need to think about. These are all things that you would think conservative news outlets would be bringing forth, but they're too afraid. And maybe they're afraid because you're thinking, well, if we say it, they're going to say it's another old white man that's saying it. Then why don't you diversify who you hire, diversify the people, diversify your messengers? Republicans have an ideal moment. This, well, this is an ideal moment, perfect opportunity to go out and get new voters with blacks and Hispanics, definitely black men and Hispanic men. But will they do it? Who do they have on their rostrum to go out and speak to these people to say, hey, come vote for us. Look at what we will do for you. They just sit there and wonder, thinking that it's going to happen by osmosis. We're up. We're in a war just about. We're facing a war, as I mentioned. And we need to get our troops ready. The election is right around the corner. And Democrats are showing you that they are not going to play fair. They're already trying to put the lead candidate on the Republican Party in jail, and we have some Republicans, I think, that are hoping that it happens so they can run some other weak candidate who will not win. That no, no one, no one is going to win. I hate to say it. They're going to do the same thing they did to Trump. They're going to rimrod all these crazy accusations against you and will destroy you. And as I said before, Ron DeSantis couldn't even go against Andrew Gillum. Do we actually think he can go against an onslaught of the mainstream media? Just imagine him going up against Michelle Obama. He would probably just like become a, a quiet turtle. Like, I'm not going to say anything because they might say that I'm a racist. But Trump, on the other hand, he's like, no, she gets into the kitchen. She's going to get burned if she doesn't know how to cook. 
These are things that we have to think about. These are things that we've got to prepare ourselves. Because the Democrats aren't playing fair. If they're considering a run for Michelle, and like I said, who has done absolutely nothing other than the fact that she's a black woman, you know what they're going to do automatically. They're going to say, oh, you can't attack her. You got to be quiet because if you attack her, you're racist and you don't like women and everything else. But look at how they would attack a Republican woman who's running. Look at how they attack uh, Sarah Palin. Look at how they're attacking Nikki Haley. Not that I would vote for Nikki Haley because I don't think she has loyalty. But look at how they will treat conservative women. They don't give them a pass. They will run right over them. But when it comes to Democrat women, oh, you better not say anything or they will slap you down. Got to wake up. We've got to do better. Got to do better. Let me see. Who else did I want to talk about? I spoke about Nancy Pelosi, Cory Booker, saying that Melendez, the guy, the senior senator from New Jersey, should step down. They were all quiet at first. Now they want him to step down. If I were him, I would say, no, go ahead and try me. Because if you're going to let Hunter Biden get away with murder, he's done a lot worse than I've done. Then why should I step down? Don't do it. Stay, 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 stay there. I would just stick right there. Uh, I mentioned about Hunter Biden suing Giuliani with the IRS because he claims it with the laptop. Let's see. And all this is happening, by the way. I'm looking at another note here. This is all happening in full sight so that everyone can see it. It's not happening in a vacuum. It's not happening behind closed doors. It's happening, and you can see it. And the Democrats are okay with you seeing it. And you know why? Because they know the media will shill for them. One other point I want to make, the influx of illegals that are coming here. What are we going to do with all those people 10 and 20 years from now? Are Republicans even thinking? What are they going to do? We already know that the Democrats want them to vote, and they're already saying that they will be able to get licensed. Once you have a license, you have ID, you can go right in and vote. And look at uh, Pennsylvania. They've already said that if you get a license, you're automatically registered to vote. They have a huge influx of illegals. So what does that translate to? A huge influx of new voters on the voters' roll. Folks, hey, it has been great talking to you tonight. Like I said, I'm flying solo. I'm going to probably fly solo tomorrow night if I, if I can't get a guest. I hope you've enjoyed what I've been talking about. I would definitely ask you to consider it. Do your own research. If you think that I'm off basis, contact us when the podcast go up uh, and give your comments. Let me know what you're thinking. But you've been listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the American Outlaw platform. And as Andrew would always say, stand for something or fall for nothing. I hope you will come back tomorrow night and join us for another episode. God bless. Good night. Good night.